0: Hi, welcome to 6th edition of Blue again John, Dave and myself, can look back over Leinster's uh, fantastic victory against Racing at the weekend, all the other European action, of course look forward to our game against Gloucester on Friday night. So lads, uh, 42-10 against Racing, kind of dismantle them, um, 6 tries to 1, really really impressive performance. Yeah, I didn't
1: yeah, I see that coming.
2: I, I was just going to say, I don't think anyone saw that coming. <laughs>
1: um, I. I was kind of shocked I uh, it's funny in such a one-sided game on the scoreboard it was a tough tough game like you know they never kind of lay down or we just whatever way we we, uh, we just had their measure I think simple as that um, and we never let them play we never let them get going. we seemed to be able to defend them fairly well. Our lineup was superb uh, I thought it was a record set by Dan Sheen the first time anybody's had more than 18 successful lineouts in a European Cup match, and it was 22. Um, So, yeah, that was pretty impressive, um, especially seeing as it hasn't fired on a few occasions earlier this season. So to get to this point in the season and to have won all our games is incredible. And to have won a game away in France against Racing, who are one of the big guns who are focused on this competition, uh, and now uh, are looking at coming to the RDS in the final round. Uh, to I don't know what where what shape they're going to be in or, or you know how they're going to be after playing. What English club are they playing? Queens. Queens, that's right. Yeah. After playing Queens twice, who knows what shape they'll be in? They could be they could win 50-0 in both games, or you know, lose seventeen twelve in both games. Who knows? But uh, they they have their work cut out to uh, be to break their 100% losing record against uh, Leinster in this competition.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, the the ironic thing is that there's there's lots of kind of work ons for the coaching. I mean, we didn't some stuff we didn't do particularly well in terms of <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of balls fumbled and, and and things like that, but they were they weren't system failures. The system worked perfectly. Um the you, you mentioned the lineouts. The movement in the lineouts was just extraordinary um guys moving up and down uh there's no way Racing could have marked that line out here with the movement was just too good um so and how we beat them was we beat them with precision we beat them with pace um pace at the breakdown uh cleverness um guys not taking contacts on anyone else's terms except their own uh, everyone using a little bit of footwork to get that inside shoulder um our forwards were, were 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 absolutely brilliant it's 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 hard to talk about how good they were um it's hard to, hard to uh, it sounds like hyperbole but it's not that's how good they were they were absolutely brilliant um uh and 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 in fairness ross burns and functioning as the perfect pivot as he always does when 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 leinster play he just he just acts as a kind of a, a facilitator for those around him um Charlie Natai came in and played really, really well in 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 the absence of of, of Henshaw. Um, yeah, no, it was a great, just just a great all round performance.
1: Well, there you go again. Uh, to to take an away game in in Paris without Johnny Sexton, Robbie Henshaw, and Ty Furlong is is damn impressive. Um, but I kind of felt at halftime I wasn't uh, feeling massively over. I wasn't thinking it was going to be a, a, a such a big win at halftime. I thought they had the better of us in the breakdown in a lot of places in the first half. They were they were able to put men in and spoil our our, our rooks. Um, and I thought that they were going to get on top. Uh, but they never got going. I mean, in fairness, it wasn't all of us. Uh, well, it was, you know, how much of it was us disrupting them and how much of it was them not getting their shit together. I mean, uh, they, they were,
2: they, you mentioned the, the breakdown. They were very good in the breakdown. But if you look at it, their kind of bre- dominance of the breakdown kind of ended after about half an hour, as Leinster realised what was going on, and then just made minute changes or, or small changes to to put more guys into the breakdown, um, which actually ha- <laughs> worked against Racing. Met. It, 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 they they kind of did themselves no favours because we had more guys in the breakdown, which meant the ball was even quicker. Um, if you look at the if you look at the the try that um, uh, Ed Byrne scores, the ball. I mean, it, it was it was off. The ball in each each phase, the four or five phases that led up to that. The ball is so fast.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's the one thing they always say, isn't it? Uh, stop Leinster's uh, getting fast balls to break down, and you stop Leinster. So maybe that's what they were at in the first uh, thirty minutes, and didn't quite work out for them.
0: Yeah, well, where where I was in the ground was uh, just over the the try line. And the ferocity of our defence, like you mentioned all the factors of why we won it, I thought the reason why we won it was our defence, and we just put them under enormous pressure. We fought for everything and gave them nothing. Um, Even when we were comfortably in the lead in the second half, we defended our try line magnificently. We harried them, we put them under huge pressure, so much so that when they did get the ball, they ended up spilling it when they had men over, um, you know, and it was only a bit of genius from Finn Russell with a beautiful little dummy and then to give the pass to Wade that, you know, that they got their trial in the 74th minute, but up to that point, we held held our line. Um, so like it was, but it was just from the, from the particular vantage point that I was, particularly in the second half, just our our tenacity in defence was absolutely outstanding. And you could just see that this team is, in this particular game, they were on a serious mission. Like, obviously wanted to right the wrong that was uh, in Marseille. And, like, they have to be careful now, obviously, not to... You know, someone sent me a... um, a picture of the game in Northampton it was, I think, nine nine years ago when Drico put the ball through his legs when Luke Fitzgerald scored in the corner, and you know we were magnificent that in that game um, in in Northampton, and we we slipped up the following week back in Dublin. So obviously we have different opponents next week, but um, yeah, you, you do. You, you know. have to. Back, you're right. You have to back it up. Yeah.
1: That that was actually Jamie Heaslip with the with the line at his mercy uh a, 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 in the very last minute of the game, if I'm remembering the right game, yeah. And it yeah, went from nice. us scoring a maybe it was a bonus point try, but it was certainly a try to put us out of reach, and it ended up as an intercept where they ran in under the sticks. I think Heaslip uh, had men outside him as well, which made it worse. Um, and I,
0: so and because was, because I think I think they might have actually got ahead and got put like uh, we didn't get a bonus point and as a result we didn't qualify out of the pool that season and yep. we ended up um in the amram i think That's it was right. that season yeah yep. yeah so no, that um was, that I'm, was the previous season but anyway, yeah oh was it sorry okay um yeah there were some absolutely outstanding performances like you know you, you mentioned a few of them there i thought uh daris once again was just like himself and Vandevliere are just in a different, a different class when it comes to to back row play. They're absolutely and and, and again, Porter was uh, just a rock.
1: He's another great man at a breakdown. Like you know, get that guy over a ball. He's like a limpet. There's nobody but him. You want you want a nuclear sub to get him off the ball. <laughs> um, uh, and you know when you've got. Van der Fleer, able to do that as well, and Doris. Uh, and, you know, even some of the bigger guys in the second row are great at poaching too. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's there's a lot of poachers in there. There's a lot of uh, guys who can make yards as well, uh, Doris mm-hmm. and, and Van der Fleer being two of them. But, like, when, you're, when your back row mate gets world player of the year and you don't look like you're a passenger beside him, what does that say? You know, yeah, yeah, uh, one guy sure. who
2: deserves credit, one one back rower I thought who who I thought was excellent was uh, Ryan Baird. Yeah, absolutely um, brilliant. Uh, he he did all the he did all the Ryan Baird things as well as Ryan Baird normally does them, but he was also really really good in tight, which is sometimes you know tricky for a guy like that to 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 switch that part of his game on because he's not an in tight player. But I thought he was really, really good in, in in at the donkey work of a number six. He did that, and then he did all the Ryan Baird things. Um, I'm sure brilliant. everyone's seen the meme of him stepping the two guys. I mean, it was just brilliant. But no, I thought I thought he was absolutely superb for 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 that for the for the graft he put in as well as the as well as the glitter. Sure, but I I was saying like you were Jason was talking about it, a moment of genius from um, Finn Russell. I said on Twitter, and oh, Scottish Twitter went mad with me. I said that uh, if you want, if you're ninety three points up and you want to get to one hundred, Finn Russell's your man. But those first ninety three points, not so much.
0: Yeah, he he was absolutely anonymous in the game. But like, I mean, and you know, I, um, I, I'm sort of reluctant to to criticize Ross Burn because he did have a very good game. But did he have a very good game because his pack was so dominant, and. Like he does, he he's very good when his forwards are going forward. But when it's more of a, an even contest, I still think that there's doubts about him being the man that's going to lead us once Johnny's gone. the The question, the question is, does he have the
2: ability to impose himself on the game the way that Johnny Sexton does? Probably not, certainly not at the moment, but then very few do. But you know, I I I agree with you in that way. What he's really, really good at is he's I mean, he's good at putting his pack into positions where they can dominate. You know, that's I mean That's true. He's the guy who's who's moving the ball. I mean, himself and obviously uh, Gibson Park, but they're the guys who are determining where Leinster play and how and how fast they play, etc. 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 And he does that very, very well. Um so I think. You're probably both right, and I could argue with you as well on that point.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you can say that a lot about halves. I mean, the current coach of La Rochelle uh, had a serious pack in front of had He had Davis Wallace, David Wallace to babysit him, who had the pace to crease anybody coming near him and, you know, the strength to do so also. Um, and, you know, I'm a huge admirer, of Roger, and I'm not uh, trying to say that he would have been rubbish without uh, that
0: monster pack but you know Raj went on tour with the Lions twice yeah,
1: he did
0: I'd be, I'd be un, I would be unsure if uh, Ross Burn is going to go on tour with the Lions
1: Absolutely.
0: I, I, I would,
2: I would, I, I, would I would kind players. of agree with you but Jason but I'd also point out that on the first of those tours Tyrone Howe went instead of Dennis Icky so you know
0: yeah okay but you know generally speaking Dave, there's always one
2: outlier but um, uh, Finn Russell went last time instead of Johnny Sexton Chris Harris went
0: yeah well i thought russell probably played the you know if he had a started in the other tests but anyway we could we, have another day's day's conversation but like this was all played out on the backdrop of the team arriving we met um we bumped into some do when we were leaving the ground and uh he was a, a Leinster blazer and he was telling us that the team uh, were delayed on the ground for five hours the plane circled uh Deauville for a while where they were scheduled to land couldn't land there ended up getting to diverted into Beauvais when they got to Beauvais they obviously had no uh, transportation organized because they weren't scheduled to land there and then um it was midnight after midnight by the time everyone got back in taxis after a two and a half hour taxi ride back to uh back to the harve so like obviously not the best preparation for a game so nope. you know to to come out and to play the way that they did with with their a very disrupted travel day was was pretty exceptional
1: they uh they, they were waiting on a uh, a bus from Ryanair the Ryanair were going to put on and uh, apparently it was the starting 15 As a friend of mine on the on the flight uh, the starting 15 were put in taxis and the rest of the officials or the of the coaches and the, the subs were on the bus, which my mate was also on. And uh, it, yeah, so either way, it was rubbish preparation, <laughs> uh, but it certainly didn't show. The next
2: day, yeah, I mean, th- that can't be underestimated because you know, professional athletes they're finely honed machines, and even a speck of dirt in a finely honed machine can throw it completely off kilter.
0: Um, and they're, they're, they didn't relax, yeah, and they're creatures of habit, and they yeah. want everything planned out and um, in order for them. And when yeah. that's when there's a bit of a spanner in the works, it, it can literally, I mean, we saw we'll get to it in a few minutes, but obviously, Ulster were affected similarly, probably worse. But, you know they um they didn't handle the situation so it was like no matter what you throw at this team they're able to adapt to it yeah you know, that that that's exactly
2: it. i mean the Lencer team are so mentally strong now that you, a, a spanner goes into the works and they just throw the spanner away conversely the ulster team are so frail mentally a spanner goes into the works and they lose their nuts
1: good day very clever um is are we, is that
2: going kind to of segue us into the Ulster game? Uh, no, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't attempting you're a segue. Not, <laughs> you're
1: not finished uh, talking about Leicester yet,
2: David. Eh, <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I think they deserved. I mean, because was guys who came in and haven't played really, really a whole lot of rugby this year, I thought were really excellent. James Lowe's appetite for work, where no other winger looks for work, is is is, is superb. Um. I thought Gibson Park again. Okay, he didn't play his best game, but he really kept the, the 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 pack ticking along nicely, and he he always picks the right, makes the right choices, which is what I always look for in a in a scrum half. Um, yeah, and, and, and uh, what else? Uh, the, the same
1: as you mentioned, James Lowe. The other two members of the back three, they both have this thing where they inspire such confidence when you yeah. see them getting trampled by a whole lot of forwards. You never kind of go, oh, shit, we're, we're in trouble here. You always know they're going to roll the right way. They're going to, their technique is absolutely yeah. flawless. Both of them. Uh, Jimmy O'Brien, uh, who's, who's younger by a few years, I think, um, although maybe not too much, but uh, they, they both came through the same sevens team with Balakoon and those. Uh, <laughs> your favourite, Dave. But my point is, their tech, I'm not saying their technique is from sevens or anything to do with that. I'm just saying that their technique, uh, as as back three players, receiving ball under pressure is absolutely stunning. Uh, and obviously going forward as well, uh, you know, they're, they're. I have no fear when I see either of them going into contact against a big French unit or whoever. Mm. They'll always manage, and of course our pack will manage to uh Catch them quick enough before they get destroyed as well.
2: So no, that, that, that's it. it's all about it. It like a lot of of, of what you do. In Rome. I always say this, like I've, I've said this before about the All Blacks. When the All Blacks were at their peak, it looked like magic what they were doing, because they weren't doing anything particularly special or fancy. What they were doing were the basics, and they were doing them extraordinarily well and extraordinarily precisely and extraordinarily quickly. So it looked like magic, and that's what the, that's what a lot of Leinster players do. They do the basics so well and so precisely. It, it, it looks like it's something extraordinary.
1: Yeah, and I'm it's sure the guys way. themselves, uh, you know, it's like talk to anybody who's talented at anything, and it's you know, it's true. Well, I, I just did. They didn't do anything special. I just did. So you know, if they would see it as just totally natural and normal, and that they, not that they've done it. You know, we're giving them heaping praise upon them, and they'd be just looking at us going, "What's wrong with you guys? It's just, it's just what you do. There's nothing special about it."
2: Yeah. I, I I think that you look at the talented players who really succeed. Um, what What's special about it is the amount of hard work they do to make it look so normal.
0: <laughs> of
1: course,
2: absolutely.
0: But like you mentioned, James Low um, earlier, and it was in, an interesting um, interview with him there during the week, where he he pointed out that this that when he was injured and then he sort of saw some of his um, teammates excelling in his possession in his position he was like oh my god so it just goes to show that it's the, the standards that are within whether it's in the irish team or the the Nash, the, the Leinster team that those guys pushing pushing the the, the standard of what is the minimum re- performance required is pushing everyone it's you know like uh, um it's 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 um, it's driving him on so when he get when he got selected he said, I have to really shine. I, I don't have an opportunity. I don't have a chance to um to just drift my way back into this team. I have to hit the ground running. And like you could see what he did, you know, even when they kicked through, he saved the the, the, the 50-22 by you know making a, an exceptional play to keep that ball in and then returned it 50 meters down, down the pitch. And you know, even like someone like when we were talking about Ringrose and how he stepped up over the last sort of um, three months, maybe into this into this leadership role within the team. You think of like you know he chased a ball that he had no right to get anywhere near when we kicked we kicked deep into their twenty-two. They took a quick um, line out and he was there to make the block down. And put them under enormous pressure again, where it was, you know, a line out, where we were putting them under pressure in their 22. So you really got you've got these star players all performing at the, at the highest level, and it's it's just driving the standards through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, you know, we we move on from Leinster. Like there was there was uh, obviously there was a lot of other games at the weekend, and um, we kind of touched on the Ulster game, like. Losing what was it, 13 9 nil was it? Um against sale. Fright. You know, that's that's a that's a very, very poor result for them. And okay, I know you could you can say that their travel plans were disrupted and you know but still in all, like to be nilled against the team. it's not that they're playing La Rochelle or, or Saracens here. Like let's put it into perspective they're playing Sale.
1: Well in fairness now, I'm gonna give them a little Tiny chink on that one. Like say they're much improved the last couple of years. Having said that, it was an abject performance by us. it Really was shocking. You now it was it was thirty nine nil says it all. Like to be, and I think Dave said during the game um, of their last three halves of rugby, they've scored seven points and put it, let in seventy four. And the yeah. seven points they did get were on the whistle as a consolation try uh so that's there's something rotten in this I know Dave is always harping on about it but I have to agree with him this week anyway it's it's there's something rotten in that state of Denmark in there um and I know we always say they don't have the pack to compete at European level or they've got some great talented backs but like pack isn't that rubbish either you know it's it's uh, well, that that's the point
2: i mean you you talk we we, we okay do they have a pack as good as Lancers? no but very few do. They still have a pack full of international players and international quality players, um, and certainly squad players that should be doing better. I mean, that that was that was that was an unacceptable performance on on, on by any metric. Um, I think. Look, you you look at Ulster rugby, right? And I mean, there's a good history of the the game is embedded in the province. Um, they have a good production line of players. I know people say they don't produce forwards, and maybe they don't, but they produce an awful lot of players. Um, They also manage to attract players from overseas and from within Ireland. It's an attractive place to go, or it seems to be anyway. Um, They have a nice stadium that's debt-free. Their cross-border position means that they do hoover up quite a bit of funding from both governments. So, I mean, Ulster are in a healthy place everywhere, except on the pitch. Um, And for the last two, three years, I've I've had growing doubts. I, I have a certain affection for Ulster. My family are, are, are from Ulster. um. And I've, over the last couple of years, I've I, I've had growing doubts about what Dan Farland, if he can take this team any further, I don't think he can. I, I, I mean, I know people have said, oh, well, the only teams that Ulster have really lost to are Leinster, but that's not the case. They've lost to a lot of teams that they shouldn't be losing to. And they haven't got any closer to Leicester. I mean, the closest they got was when Stockdale knocked that ball on over the line. Okay, they beat us twice last year, but at the end of the day, it meant nothing. They haven't been able to get to the next level. I don't think Dan Farland, McFarland is the man to take them to the next level. He's been there five years, pretty much. And that's pretty much the the, the active lifespan of a coach, unless he changes things completely, which he hasn't. I think. I think time's up.
1: They've had a few false dawns under him. In fairness, he's had them going well at, at various times. Uh, I'm, I only say false dawn because look where they find themselves now. Um, but before that, they had your man Cowboy. They had, uh, you know, everybody they've had since your man who was for, forced to retire after he got to a European final. Not McLaughlin. Forced to take a job in the branch let a more mm. professional coach take over and like they've, they've they've done nothing since well obviously they've won no trophies since 2006 but they like that was their last time in the European final I don't think have they made a semi since well they have actually didn't they make one in the, the following was no no that was the year I'm, I'm thinking of with Edinburgh in yeah in Lansdowne Road yeah so I think that maybe was the last time they they made a semi in Europe so yeah it's not it's it's not great uh, and they haven't got, they haven't, apart from being in a final against us in uh, 2013 and nearly winning it, um, they haven't done that great in the league either, you know, they've always been there or thereabouts and they always seem to be the team that, until the South African teams came in, they were the, the team that was probably most likely to to be in the, you know, apart from ourselves, it was most likely to be in the shake-up at the end of the season, but, you know, they're not... Uh, Nothing spectacular has happened to them, so I don't know what the answer is. Seeing as like they've had several coaches and several bunches of players, and they've got kids off coming in next year after <coughs> the World mm-hmm. Cup. Um. So you but know, a,
0: a prop, prop isn't—you're you're not going to build your team around a prop, you know?
1: No, he's on a three-year contract, and he's a world-winning okay. prop. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay,
0: know. fine, but you know what I mean? Like their problems are a lot deeper than just one player. Sure, I'm but, just... Like, I think maybe they
2: hope that as well as as well as well ability in the scrum, he's going to bring a cultural thing. I don't know. It's that's not as it if is. the South African rugby culture is something that's alien to them. I mean, they have Dwayne Vermeulen there, for God's sake.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, but that, that performance, that performance was adjunct. As you say, I mean, Sale, OK, they're going well in the Premiership, but, you know, they're a Premiership team.
0: Are they going? To, do, do you think? Do you think like you, you mentioned? You mentioned semi-finals of Europe. Do you honestly think they'll be in the semi-final of Europe? No, not no, a chance. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I think maybe the one thing that that he might have, that McFarland might have done he's kind of got them to usurp Munster as the second Irish oh, team. He, he's but, done a lot of, but he's that, done a lot of good that be, things, but not that the one be, thing that he has to. Yeah, do. no, agreed, agreed. But is that because of Munster's demise rather than his, you know, prowess as being a coach, um?
1: Call
0: them right. Call so, them yeah okay yeah. so so let's say they are the second ranked irish team as the second ranked irish team of you know there's only four pro teams in ireland they're the second you know they're ranked the second amongst them and ireland is currently ranked first in the world and like if you want to be generous we're probably let's say within the top three on a regular basis within world rugby at that level, you, you've got to be more successful for your second best team of, of a team that's third in the world, you know, winning top three of the world. Yeah, you know even I mean?
2: if you take, even if you take Leinster out of it, um Ulster are still, you know, not performing to a level that they should, considering the, their uh situation. I mean, okay, like, like, we like, there's there's an old Bill, um, second week running, Bill Hickstroke, um, people were talking about Iraq having the fourth biggest army after in, in the world. He says, well, let me tell you, after the first three, there's a real fucking fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Harry Christians said the fifth biggest army in the world and they've already got our airports. But um, so, I mean, the taken, taken uh, Leinster out of it, even with nothing else, Ulster in and of themselves aren't performing the way Ulster should perform. I mean, you know, when a big game run, rolls around, Ulster will find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. <clears throat> they nearly did it even against Munster the other week. Um they were, what was it, 12 nil up or 13 nil up at, at at half time and nearly allowed Munster into it. And not a great Munster team by any means, you know. Mm-hmm. Nearly let allowed them back into it. Obviously, we know what they did last week against us. We know what they did this week against Sale. There's 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 a screw inside that 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 Ulster head that is is that's not turned the right way.
0: Yeah, and like you know, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier for them um, at the weekend. No, no. We, we'll come we'll come to that in a, in a, in a, in a little while. Okay, so some just just going through the other Irish game was Munster against Toulouse um, in the fog on, on Sunday night. I, uh, you know, like they were close but no cigar again.
1: Um, fought bravely.
0: Yeah, you know, but like there, I mean, but like the difference between them and Ulster. Is that there are you can see shoots of improvement. Does you know what I mean? Whereas Ulster Munster or Munster don't Ulster have on, any mental problems. But like Ulster Ulster's trajectory is downward, whereas Munster seems to be upward, even though the results well, aren't there's a, there's aren't, a question now. I mean
2: Oh Munster got a losing bonus point against the behemoths that are to lose in a in a very difficult game condition wise, and and you know. So people are saying, "Oh, that's a sign of progress." Six months ago, Munster scored three tries against Toulouse, and Toulouse couldn't beat them on the pitch. Hmm. So, yeah. there's a question: Is there progress, or do is is it progress that we want to see?
0: Well, a bit of, a bit of column A and a bit of column B. A bit B, of column B, perhaps. yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, um, I think I was talking to someone tonight on my drive home from work, and. Uh, you know, we were just smiling at the fact that of the of the deep, big deal that, say, Donald Lenehan made about John Ryan, and he's off again. You, you know, um I just kind of had to had to have a little chuckle because, like, if you it's you're, you you know, if Munster think that they're going to build their team around John. John Ryan's got two hundred caps. It's not John like, Ryan's left. Yeah, yeah, I know he's going to he's going to <laughs> the, the Chiefs, but. But Donal Lennon was talking about wanting him to, you know, why aren't Munster uh, signing him? Why aren't they keeping him? Why aren't they making bigger efforts? Like, at the end of the day, Munster had him for over 200 games. And he, you know, let's say he's not Ty Furlong. He's not Andrew Porter. He is John Ryan, And a good player, as all as he is, you're not going to build your championship-winning team around him.
2: No, but you're not going to win Look, any kind of championship with Stephen Archer.
0: I don't think you're going to win anything with John Ryan
2: either. No, but at least you have got a chance of winning your own ball. Okay. I mean, he. I mean, Arch. he is a good. He is a good scrummager. I mean, he's a good scrummaging prop. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. He's not around the pitch. He's not the most mobile or anything. But he's he's a good hard worker. He's a good. He's a good technical scrummager and stuff like that. And he has improved, Munster In the in the last couple of months, he's been there. Um, now, admittedly, it's from a low base, but he has improved them. But now they've decided, yeah, well, thanks very much, so long, thanks for all the fish, and they're going back to to what?
1: Salanoa, uh, Knox, and Archer, presumably. None of which are really um, are really shining lights. Uh, hard to slag off Archer. I mean, he was he has improved over his time i mean he was an ail prop really when he started off and he's become more than that uh he's not a world beater but like we're used to we're used to uh you know tag furlong so we're obviously not going to have a high opinion of of the Stephen archers of the world but he's you know he's a good solid rugby player
0: Instead of instead of signing journeyman centres on a continual rolling two year <laughs> basis, maybe they should invest some money and get a decent couple of forwards. Maybe they're, they're let, maybe they're not less.
1: Maybe they're not less by the RFU. I don't know.
2: Well, I I don't see why they wouldn't be. It's not like if, if Munster signed a, a if Munster signed a world class tight head, who who would he be blocking?
1: To, it to well, put to, it this
0: way Ulster were allowed to sign a world-class prop yeah, yeah. With, with, you know? with
2: other Irish props there it, with Eric O'Sullivan mm. and uh Tom O'Toole in situ and the, and they were still allowed to sign it so I mean it, we, we often joke about it, what it's Tuesday what well, the Munster do oh they'll sign a centre but that's what they do I don't know why they wouldn't mm. sign it I mean it's it okay it, you can't slag off Stephen Archer for being Stephen Archer I mean that's not right I mean and he's Absolutely maximized his career. He's had a career that I am wildly jealous of. I would love to have had a career like him. But at the same day, time, from a completely cold hearted standpoint, you're not going to win anything if you can't win your own scrums or you can't, you know, at least survive in the scrums. And I don't think that he gives Munster that option. Um, I think that a team like Munster the rugby they want to play, the rugby that's their kind of characteristic, you know, it has to start with the set piece and...
0: Yep. Um, okay, so just going through some of the other results, um, we'll, we'll talk about Gloucester shortly. So, like, they they had a good victory against Bordeaux and they were losing against them and they came back to, to win 22-17. Um, so the, the, the weekend got kicked off by London Irish losing to Montpellier at home. I didn't really see much of that game, but I just, when I flicked it on, I couldn't get over how empty the stadium was. And uh, like that that seemed to be a theme um, throughout the weekend of pretty sparse crowds. And I, I read um, a, a long thread on Twitter about um, the Ospreys, Leicester Tigers game. And it's funny how, as you said about it, Dave, the Welsh just whinging and whinging and whinging, Um, you know, wanting to blame everybody from, but without taking any responsibility themselves.
2: Well, that's it. I mean, the Welsh, I mean, we've heard from Wales so often, so many times about how they miss. Oh, how we miss. It's not the same these days without those crossed Severn derbies that we love so much when the English would come to town and the whole town would be full and there'd be set, screens set up in the streets so people could watch the game. Hundreds of thousands of people would watch every match. Maria, yeah, me bollocks. I mean, there was, I mean, the, there's... There's the 6,600. Yeah, the oh. com stadium was not was not overburdened with... Uh, I mean, put it this way, the depreciation on the seats will have to be sized down a bit this for this week. Um, look, the competition's shit. It's a shit competition. Like, Let's let's be honest about it. I mean, okay, when it gets to the knockout stages, it'll be great, but it's a shit competition. I mean, Gloucester are going to send over the under-11s next week because they've got a win and they know that a win and maybe another bonus point will be enough to take them through to the next phase. So why bother the bollocks against Leinster in a the game they're more likely to lose? I mean, it's a shit competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, Connick well, played six games last year, right? And they they lost five of them. Then, I mean, and four of those games were in the group stage. They lost three of them. You know, so yeah. that's
1: because yeah. that they had the double, um, the two-legged. Okay, so game, which either way,
2: now. they wa- they only won one group stage game, and they still got through to the next round. I mean, mm. shit competition. Well,
0: yeah, but like uh, you know, we were kind of we were seeing the praises of the URC. I think there was only three URC winners. There was uh, five from the Premiership and four from the top fourteen. So um, that's surprising, isn't
1: it? Mm. Uh The Stormers surprised me. I know they were away, but I just you know I thought you know the champs. I thought they'd go and be champs and play like champs. Now, in fairness to all South African teams, I doubt. They've ever experienced weather like that on a rugby pitch before. Um, yeah, but you see
2: the, thing, the thing is, for teams like the Stormers and for French teams and for English teams, right? They know all they have to do is get that one win which they'll get at home. Mm. So, I yeah. mean, why why bother your bollocks going? It, the only teams that will bother their arses in, it, would be the teams with big European heritage like ourselves, like La Rochelle, like Munster, like Toulouse. Certain, we'll see what, what Racing do next week. But, I mean, what's the point when all you need <laughs> is one win?
0: But isn't it concerning that, like, we, we obviously and the Irish teams in general put a lot of emphasis on, on Europe, you know? Mm. We prioritise it. We wear the star. We don't put the stars of the URC victories no, on no. our jersey. And, but, it's But it's it's concerning that the other countries don't give a damn about it. It's only yeah. us. You know, that's a big... And hopefully the South Africans will give a, a, give a damn because they might be the stimulus to... to bring some interest back into it
2: but yeah it would, uh, hopefully it will but it's, ha- it's hard to know I mean if they went back to the old format the old group stage format it would make a big difference because you know there'd be a sense of jeopardy there
0: yeah but, but, it, but it does it does seem there's a huge groundswell of anti current uh, format like it, yeah it, the, just no one likes it it's not just it's not just fans that don't like it it's actually the people who voices are, are listened to.
1: You know, it's objectively the shit.
0: The, 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 the journalists.
1: And like it's objectively it? shit. It's not. It's not that you know what I mean. It's not that uh we don't like it for a certain reason, and somebody else might like it. It's yeah. You know, there's no redeeming feature. The only redeeming feature is even extra round of knockouts, <laughs> and what you have to lose to get that, like the chaotic structure of being in a group where the teams, even the teams you're playing out of that group are playing different teams the following who, week to the ones you're playing.
0: Who thought of that?
1: It's insane. It doesn't matter. Well they, I my opinion was they thought of it for COVID and COVID is over. So you know maybe it was too late to change this year, but I'd be very shocked if it doesn't change next year. And uh, yeah, I, some kind of group stage it, it has to
2: change next year, otherwise the competition is dead because at this point in time, um the European Cup is a bit like the Anglo Welsh Cup, you know. With the uh, Irish is the Welsh and the English, and everyone else is the Anglo. The Irish love it, but nobody else does. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, do I we like we, we, we do. We, I think we like the concept of it, but this particular format is
2: pretty. No, good. we don't like it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know. Okay, so what we do we game on Friday night against Gloucester, but as you say, there are rumours. Um, I heard Bernard Jackman on uh, the RT podcast today talking about a uh, possibility of them bringing over a very weakened team because they just reckon there's no point in bringing over their first because they're going to get beaten and psychologically it might damage them for the rest of the season, which I thought was very defeatist.
1: Well, there is a, there is a thing to be said for, and even Joe Schmidt used to do this playing not under strength but slightly below his best selection to see how they you know how they would survive and if they survive it's a bonus. Like if, if Gloucester sent over their second string and they lose by ten points, those guys would be you know. I don't remember just, Joe uh,
2: Schmidt ever playing an understrength team in a European game.
1: Yeah he did. He did he definitely I did. don't remember it. Uh he'd send when I say under strength you might just leave two or three players and you'd be going, why did he do that? And then we go over and win, and you know, or perform very well. Uh, now, he did. He
2: did. He did pick teams that were horses for courses. Um, for example, he uh, away in France, he'd often pick Damien Brown, but that's because he thought he was the right guy to play in those games. But I don't. I don't think he ever picked understrength teams, John.
1: Okay, well, let's not let's not uh, get too bogged down on, on whether he did or not. It could be me taking a flyer. <clears throat> But uh, I I certainly have a perception that when there were plenty of times when we were going, what's he thinking of? And then the following week we were going, geez, he was dead right, wasn't he? Uh, That worked out very well. Um, So you know, uh, there's if you're in a situation where you know you're going to lose, it's better to lose with your seconds, or and if your seconds do you know do reasonably well, then it's it's a huge it can be a huge lift. For them in the Premiership, Because they've got all these guys who came in and weren't killed stone dead by Leinster. I think
0: I there is eighty points put on them.
1: Well, that's the that's the risk you're taking. If, if I, I, I think concerned. it's more,
2: I think I think it's more to do with the fact that that last that sale have a fairly heavy Premiership schedule coming up. They have their win in their arse pocket, um, and that's that's that. We're not going to see the likes. I'll be very surprised if we see the likes of Reece sammet or Tom May or any of the. The top guys, you know, they're just not going to bother their arse, and who can blame them?
0: Well, we'll see, we'll see. Um, be interesting to see whether Furlong Sexton or Henshaw make a return back. Um, I, I, I think I'd I, I tell the new well, year, isn't he?
1: Henshaw's definitely, yeah,
0: yeah, Henshaw won't be back, now.
1: but uh, the other two, I think, um, uh, mcbride's powered a bit of uh. A bit of cold water on that one. He said, "Look, they're they're just back running. It's, they're not going to make it." You know. Yeah, okay. And 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 why would they? You know, why would they mm-hmm. kill themselves to get back for a game that we're playing at home in front of a probably packed or hopefully packed RDS, Uh With you know, when we've just won in France with without them, you know, if, we should be able to win in the RDS against Leicester. We're well, hopefully. Their, their hopefully, we.
0: Hopefully the atmosphere will be as good as it was against Ulster. But, you know, I think we mentioned it last week. It, the, the atmosphere is, is because people are, you know, very enthusiastic for the what's happening on the pitch. If you're just going to turn up and it's going to be another 30, 40 point victory. facile victory. Like, is it really, are you really going to be start shouting yourself hoarse? You will. I know you will, John. You'll have a forty-pointer. I, I, I do. I, I agree
2: with you, John. I mean, okay. Um, th- there's no doubt that everyone there will support Leinster to the full. However, to get an atmosphere like you get against Ulster, there has to be kind of, you know, there's that kind of feedback, uh, kind of a feedback loop that happens between the team and the and and the play and the the support where. The team needs something for the sport, sport gives them to them the team lifts and that lifts the support etc 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 against when you're winning 30 points that just doesn't happen it just can't happen um now we're all been very cheeky assuming we're going to win 30 points against Gloucester which you know mocker gods uh we salute thee um but you know it's a shit competition
1: yeah but well, let's win it anyway
2: Oh I, I absolutely I have no problems with us winning it because once well, it gets the knockouts and all the exactly. chaff is gone and it's a proper, you know, it's it, it it's a proper cup competition, that's fine, that's yeah. grand, but, but it's the shit that goes beforehand
0: that really see, so- soils it. But you see, there's even good teams in it that aren't that bothered about it. But yeah. once once that's a, once you're into the knockout stages, once you're into that round of sixteen, then everyone cares about it. Because yeah. you're not going to throw a game when you're already in it. You know what I mean? When you've got an opportunity. So, that, as you say, that's when it becomes good again. But, you know, once you get the world out of this, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, some other games of the weekend, like we kind of touched on it. Ulster have, obviously have an opportunity for redemption. But they also have the reigning champions in their back garden. If indeed it happens, because there was talk, I think it was uh, Rory O'Connor, was it today, tweeted saying um, the pitch up there could be frozen and it could either be postponed from Saturday to Sunday to give the time for the pitch to thaw or it might be moved to Dublin.
1: Yeah, I can't see uh, the RDS hosting two games in 24 hours, but who knows? Anything. Can
0: maybe? I don't know.
2: Uh, I could, I could see, uh, I could see the RDS house in that game if it was necessary. Um
1: is, we don't it, need it again for another
2: fortnight. But that's it. I mean, the pitch is in good nick. There, I mean, it really is. I've never seen it look better. Um, so, if it had to be done, it would be done. The only problem is, I'm not sure how much they, it would have to be done. Um, but the weather is not supposed to improve all that much. I don't know what the weather forecast is for, like for Northern Ireland, but for the border counties, it's not great. The mm-hmm.
1: weather forecast on Sunday is. Apparently, nine degrees and pissing and rain. So, damn uh Yeah, literally, um, it's gonna get really cold tomorrow, and probably Friday it'll be really cold. But by Sunday, it's it's to be like practically warm by comparison. <laughs> so, um, there, there should be time to tie at the pitch if they wait till Sunday. But the downside is it's probably going to be absolutely pissing rain. So it won't be. Uh, it'll be one for the purists. the pitch,
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, the pitch is an important part, but it's only one part of staging a game um, that people forget about. When that game that we had in the ODS that was that was cancelled, it wasn't because of the pitch; it was because of the access to the ground and all the pathways around the ground. You know, safety is an issue. So, I mean, um, we well, we know closer to the time. I mean, yeah.
1: But it's just another bit.
2: We're going to be playing it
1: behind closed doors, effectively. Yeah, uh, because if they're playing it in Dublin
2: Ten are on the gate.
1: They're well, I'm the um, saying their 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 fan base is probably not going to travel down to Dublin on you know, at a moment's notice. I mean if the game was set in Dublin two weeks ago, maybe they might have sold tickets for it. But you know, if it's gonna be called on Saturday afternoon that it's gonna be or sorry, on called on Friday evening that it's gonna be in, in Dublin on Saturday, they're hardly gonna start scrambling round for tickets. Uh, so it'll be if you know effectively, either behind closed doors or with a a, a bunch of walk-ups from from Leinster to watch them. You know, uh, you'll, you get, can, you'll get
2: you'll get a few from down the M1, but beyond that, I mean, I remember watching uh, Claremont against Saracens uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, and I'm trying to remember.
1: It was on a Monday, ground, huh? It was on a Monday, I think.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if the ground was empty because it was on a Monday, or was it a COVID game? I just can't remember, but I do oh, remember that the ground was pretty empty.
1: It was pre-COVID, and I think it was—if <clears throat> it wasn't behind closed doors, it was—you know—it was called so late that nobody was going to show up. Yeah. and it was—it might have even been played during working hours. I can't remember exactly. It where. was.
2: It was. Mm. it was. It was. It was during. It was during the d- the working day, as it were.
1: Yeah. So you know, um, who's going to show up for that?
0: And I think there wasn't a game game back in the black and white days when I think we played Newcastle in the very early stages of the Heineken Cup, um, where it was, I think, the end of playing in Leeds because the pitch in Newcastle was frozen. frozen. Actually, speaking about Newcastle,
2: one game we didn't talk about was Comics win over Newcastle. Yes, Um, in the Challenge Cup. Uh, A brave selectoral decision to leave out all the Irish guys that paid off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you well, saying the Irish back. guys are you saying the Irish guys are holding them back, Dave?
1: That's it, yeah. Yeah. There there's a classic case of what I was speaking about earlier. You've got a situation where Connacht goes, Well, hold on, we're we're not gonna focus on this. Let's focus on the league and get into the other cup for next year. And yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll put some decent enough guys in, but we're not gonna go mad for it.
0: But and a big provisor there, John. Big provisor, they're playing Newcastle. Of we're course, talking about, you're talking about a team playing Leinster's first.
1: Of course. But <laughs> Even so, it, they they sent a team out that wasn't sent particularly to do damage and they did For damage. Sure.
0: But, so like a little, I I, I, have a suspicion I know Newcastle
1: are in shock and, and financial and, uh, shape and everything I, else.
0: And I have a suspicion that Newcastle didn't play their first team either. Possibly. They didn't, they didn't. Um but I I thought it was a good it was a very good performance. Good to see yes. Alan Burnback scored a brilliant try. Um yeah. Cracker. Uh, one other thing I liked about it was their retro jerseys, going back to... I saw early, that, yeah, they were good. Early, yeah. Europe, early European days. Yeah. Um, Eric Elwood era. Yeah, it was nice. Is, is there a rule, by the way,
2: in, in, did the IRFU have a rule in the broadcasting contract that before every single Connacht home game, the camera has to pick out Eric Elwood in the crowd? Is that like the law or something? Because if you watch yeah. a Connacht home game, I we had pick... the
0: same thing. They found out David Beckham had every England fixture in the World Cup. I
2: didn't watch any games on ITV. <laughs> yeah. I hate ITV.
0: You're a purist, right? e and Dumfie?
2: Uh, actually, they're long gone. Uh, actually, know. funny enough, you were talking there the other day about Don Lennon. I watched that game um, on that Munster to lose game. I, watched it when, when I, I was going to watch it in North Tee and. Don lennon was there which i'm happy about i love I, lo- I love listening to Don lennon yeah. but then i heard the voice of someone who's yes. no relation to me whatsoever i know and yeah. i hit the i hit the i hit the button and i had Quinny and Kyle, Kyle, ryle nugent
0: delightful yeah yes it is it's it's a, it's vastly uh, superior commentary than than you carl yeah. isn't it my god yeah i had i was watching it on my phone over in um, waiting for my flight home and uh it was just there was blood coming out on my left ear um, after listening to that idiot speak. But anyway, anyway. Um, so the other one of the other fixtures on Sunday is Saints against Munster. They've had a fair few ding dongs in the past. Um, yeah, but like it's obviously that is a pretty big game for Munster. Uh,
1: Forty-one phases, blood for right drop goal. Mm. Wasn't that Saints? Yeah. Yeah. Um.
2: Saints haven't dinged done like you're talking about saints are not a they' they're, they're, they're done this particular saints team is done um and they were rubbish the other night I was watching them um now,
0: they, they were playing La Rochelle but yeah i know but they,
2: they, they, yeah but they, 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 they were on the same pitch as La Rochelle I would contest the, the use of the word playing them um i'm sure i but the, i mean they're dreadful i I always think that saints never Saints never recovered from the from a, the one two punch of our comeback in two thousand eleven and then mm. Munster the next year that damaged that club that mm. damaged the psyche of that club and they've never come back from is
0: yeah. isn't it and you know i think like i think you're right and ulster have have similar we've spoken about it many times but ulster have theory seri- of have, have similar psychological damage. You know, and even there's there's plenty of other games that we we, as not being us just supporters, could mention. Like, do you remember there was a match, we were playing against Toulon in a quarter final, which we did lose, but the night before they played Saracens in Ravenhill, um, Jared what's his name, the Jared fullback, Payne. Jared Payne got sent off because he hit, hit um, Alex Good, Alex yeah. Good uh, in the air, and. Uh, but like they were going very well that season and they lost that, sem- that quarter final as well against, against um, in Saris. But uh, one other bit of pretty big news was the, uh, the French um, police or sorry, the French courts convicting uh, Laporte and Altrad of, of giving them suspended sentences for uh, corruption and uh, bribery and um, just seems seems a bit mad doesn't it no
2: actually <laughs> having watched uh, uh, laporte over the last couple of years and having watched altrad over the last couple of years it doesn't seem mad it seems mm. it's about bloody time yeah. yeah
0: but like at the end of the day france still going to host the world cup so you know yeah it, it should be pointed the, out
2: that that none of the charges against them relate to the world cup
0: no, I know that. I know that. Ah, Well, but, I'm just going to say, but, but I'm sure there's you a bit <laughs> jiggery pokery. Yeah.
2: Well, no, no, because Jason, you and I both know that South Africa is a far safer country than Ireland. That's not jiggery pokery. There's no way any reasonable person could argue with that.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, well, I've been to just,
1: Ireland, and i I think I'll uh, I think I'll reserve judgment on that one, David. <laughs> Yeah, well, but yeah, I so see- I mean,
2: there, there, I mean, France is, France is a strange country. There's, there's influence peddling at the highest level, uh, is, is you know, pretty much part of French business culture. The fact that somebody's got caught for it, it's, or somebody's been punished for it, not so much caught for it, but punished for it, that's kind of the surprise, mm, yeah. But
0: also, the fact of- that of Laporte and who he was and what he had done previously, yeah. you know, I mean. He was a minister. He was head of. And there's an element of that union. to it as well. Um, normally, it's normally it's not the, the head honcho that gets caught. It's the his yeah.
2: underlings. Takes I mean, home. for all the fun, I mean, there is a political element to this as well. I mean, he was a he was a, a, a confrere of Sarkozy, um, who has also been is in trouble with 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 the beak, le beak um for for for. Um, influence peddling and corruption but there, I mean funny and all I mean there is a political element to it as well be, it's ironic that a small element of the process that has caught the guy for corruption is probably a little bit corrupt
0: mm-hmm. yeah well anyway they they kind of got suspended sentences so I don't think they'll be um, slopping out and eating uh, no no stale bread and, wa- and water What, what is which, this? What, this vintage is rap. <laughs> like it. A... I, I wanted the 2012. Like...
2: This is the 2011. Mm-hmm. It is peace. Exactly. So read more
0: like apologize? Goodfellas. You know, like in Goodfellas where they were, uh, you know, they got the all the little ingredients into their prison cell where the boys are cooking fine Italian food. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, uh, that's it for this week. Thanks very much, boys. Thanks very much for watching. If you are following us on Facebook, Twitter, Please give us a like and a subscription. Cheers.